Hi, my name is Kara Morris, and I'm your host for The Together Table. Every Thursday, I'll have a new episode for you. I invite you to come back every week, so subscribe, share, follow on social media, Spotify, iTunes, and on the Anchor app. Just a quick bio on me. I live in Oklahoma currently, and I'm involved in my local church here. I serve in different roles in the church that allow me to be a part of sharing Jesus with our community, with my church family. I serve in a missions capacity, serving with young adults and community outreaches. So I just wanted to say thank you for joining me today. Thank you for listening in, and I'm excited for what the Lord has for us today. So let's dive into the word today. So I have it in my heart to start talking about a topic in a series. So every week I'll be talking about this for the next couple of weeks. And I believe that the Lord has a continuity. He has something big to say here. Just to set the scene a little bit, we are going into John 3.27 to begin. This is just kind of an introduction for this series. I am leaving you in suspense. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to talk about until maybe the end here or maybe next episode. We'll see. So John 3, 27, John the Baptist has been baptizing people and then Jesus comes on the scene and he starts baptizing people and people begin to follow him. So then others are coming to John and saying, hey, this man that you prophesied about, this man that you spoke about, people are following him now. What are you going to do about it? And John's Holy Spirit led response was, A man can receive nothing except as it has been given and granted to him from heaven, from God. There is no other source. So I can look at that into my life as a Christian and see the life that God has given me. There is no other source of life than from God. And I never want to be separated from God. I never want to be separated from peace and joy and rest and hope. So we, since we declare that Jesus is the answer for our world, how can Jesus be seen? How can this answer be seen if he's no longer here? So I, just a little bit about myself, I I grew up in church. I grew up knowing about the Bible. At a young age, I received Christ. But there's a difference between being in church and actually having a personal relationship with the Lord. And I I didn't have that for a long time. I just kind of went to church. This is something that we did. I loved the Lord to a degree, but I still wanted to make my own plans. I still wanted to fit in with my friends at school. I still looked like the world, talked like the world, sounded like the world. But then as I grew in my faith, as I was even around other people, 
where I was inspired by their relationship with the Lord. I saw they had an authentic and true relationship with God. I wanted what they had. So I saw the answer in them. The things that I was searching for as a young person, quote unquote, trying to find who I was, you know, listening to certain music, dressing a certain way, watching a certain type of movie. And I let the world tell me who I was. And that's one of the most miserable places as a Christian that I could be is having that born again experience and yet letting the world tell me who I was. When I saw people and encountered people that knew the Lord personally, I saw that they had an answer. They had something that I wanted. As a Christian, I have the answer. And I'm supposed to be that answer to this lost and dying world. And it comes out in different ways. And we've talked about that. We talked about you know, in the first episode, being that community, having hope in the world, being able to offer that, being able to preach the good news. So we're supposed to have that. And the reason we can be is because the Lord is our source and there are basic and inherent truths that Christians are empowered with when we receive salvation. When I saw that I was in need of a savior, all I had to do was believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ was Lord and the Holy Spirit recreated me into a new creature. That's in 2 Corinthians 5.17. So just like I have natural attributes of my parents, I have a certain hair color, a certain eye color, a certain height, even a certain ethnicity. All that comes from my natural parent. Now because I'm born again and recreated, I have attributes and similarities and characteristics and inherent truth because I am born of the Spirit. When Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he said, what is born of spirit is spirit and what is born of flesh is flesh. We have been born of the Spirit and now he is that source of eternal life. In Ecclesiastes, it says that God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. Every person that has ever lived is currently living and will ever live has this longing in their heart for more. And that longing for eternity that's in my heart, I can deepen this relationship with him. I can see that he is my answer and I am his answer to this lost and dying world because of what Jesus has done in me. So Now, because I have been born of the Spirit, born again, like I said, super easy, super simple, almost so simple. As I've been in the faith longer, salvation almost seems like, really? But don't you have to do this? And don't I have to do this? And don't I have to go to church and to be a Christian? And God is telling me in this time, None of those things make you a Christian, although they're good. Going to church is good. Fellowship is good. Those are things that God has given us. But the thing that develops the moments that develop my relationship with the Lord, that allows 
what is inherent, what is born of the Spirit to manifest in my thoughts, in my actions, in my motives, in my words. And that is what allows what's inside to come out. That recreated, born-again experience to come out. Developing that relationship with God. So that desire for more that each one of us has in our heart is a desire for Him. A desire for a source, something that's greater than ourselves. To be a part of something that's greater. It is a longing for eternity. It's a longing for our Father. It's a longing for something that is going to satisfy us spiritually. And that's developing our relationship with Him. So Psalms 1-3 says that He shall be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, ready to bring forth fruit in its season. His leaves shall not fade or wither, and everything He does shall prosper. Psalms 92-13, I talked about it in the first episode, that it says, Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of their God. So being planted by those streams, um, also in Jeremiah 17 it talks about it as well. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Most blessed is the man who believes and trusts and relies on the Lord, whose hope and confidence the Lord is. For he shall be like a tree planted by waters that spread out its roots by the river. And it sh- he shall not see and fear when he comes, but its leaf shall be green. He will not be anxious or full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. So as we get to know the answer, we become the answer in the earth. We're planted by these streams of water and our roots are going deeper than ever with him. Even though it may look like a season of drought, may look like a season that's dry, our roots are in him. In Colossians, it talks about us being rooted and grounded in God's love. We're not rooted and grounded in the fact that we go to church three times a week. I'm not rooted and grounded in the fact that I look a certain way. I'm not rooted and grounded in the fact that I have 3,700 friends on Facebook. I'm not rooted and grounded in that my TikToks have 400,000 views. My roots and my grounding is in Him. I am that tree. In in Isaiah 61.3, it talks about us being oaks of righteousness. That we are stable. That we are firmly fixed. That we are totally ready for hard places. We're ready for this. Because God is in us. God has developed this strength in us. He is our source and there is no other. So as we let him satisfy that desire and that need for more, what am I supposed to do with eternal life today? I'm supposed to declare that Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. There is a commentary in the Passion Translation that says, Jesus is the tree of life and he multiplies himself in us so that we can become trees of righteousness. He is the tree that has become a forest. Three things that I want to leave you with in this introduction episode. Number one, I'm no longer lost. Number two, 
I'm no longer doing life alone. Number three, I'm no longer doing life without purpose. I'm not lost, I'm not alone, and I'm not without purpose. I know that God has planted eternity in my heart, and it is Him that is the source. It is Him that is the answer. And everything else that I try to fill my life with besides Him will never satisfy me. The place that I'm most satisfied is in in Him, being planted by those living waters. Being planted in the house of the Lord. That's where I'm going to be flourishing. That's where I'm going to become that oak of righteousness. I'm ready for those hard places like it said in Isaiah 61. And I want to leave you with John 15. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. I am the vine and you are the branches. And whoever lives in me and I, and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, you can do nothing. There is no other source. To go back to John the Baptist, he said that there is no other source but him. In John 15, 16, it says, He has chosen us, each one of us, and appointed us and planted us that we would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing it, that our fruit would be lasting. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to explore what is that fruit, What does that fruit look like? These are inherent truths that are in me. They were in me when I became born again when I was five years old. But I never let them come out because I never developed a relationship with the source. I was like a seed in the ground. It was all there, but nothing could be seen. But as I've been planted, as I've planted myself and developed and cultivated and let him prune my life and cut things off that weren't of him, I've been able to grow and to be that tree that's not anxious and full of care in the year of drought, like it says in Jeremiah 17. I've been planted by in the house of the Lord, like it says in Psalm 92. I've been planted by the river of living water, like it says in Psalms 1. And because of Jesus, we can be a tree that gives rather than takes. It's been a wonderful episode of The Together Table. Thank you so much for joining me, for hearing my heart, for opening the word of God with me. And we will see you next week. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for a new episode where we will continue to talk about Him being our source and how we can bear the fruit of the Spirit.